the stars above without it life is a wasted time look inside your heart and i look inside mine things look so bad Yo. Yo. How we doing today? You know, man, I'm doing all right. You know, I think um, I'm just doing I'm just doing me. That's all I got to say. There we it's go. We you. got – I can't complain. We got episode seven to our listeners. I might sound a little different today. We're doing uh, our first ever broadcast on the move. I'm, I'm in the car right now. I wasn't able to sit down for our normal recording time. So, you know, if it doesn't sound that great on my end, I apologize. Bear with us. It'll be better next week. Yeah, so uh, for all our listeners, this is kind of how Sam and I got started. You know, I'm on the road sometimes. He's on the road. So a lot of times we just chop it up on the phone. So you're going to get some real uncut, you know, OG stuff today. So we're really excited um, to have Sam on the road. Um, so we'll get started. Um, We'll start off with Chris D'Elia. Sam, what do you think? Give us, give us a little Man, 411. This last week, the scumbags really came out of the broom closet. It seemed like, you know, on top of all the other shit we're dealing with, it's like, you know, it's just never enough. So I think we got Chris D'Elia got busted um, for, I guess he was making moves on some underage girls uh and dming them and almost like grooming them for when they're right, 18 yeah. it was super fucking creepy mm-hmm. and part of the reason this came out is i guess he played a role in the tv series you right where, uh he's actually like a pedophile and i just like i can't well, he's a scumbag fuck that guy 100 percent. like that's a terrible thing but if you're him how do you tell your agent you're going to take that role what a mm-hmm. fucking idiot if you know what you're doing behind you know behind closed doors how are you going to tell your agent, like, hey, man, I, I can't really do this for reasons I can't talk about. So this guy, he's a fucking scumbag. And on top of that, he's an idiot for taking that role um, and just exposing himself. And, you know, everyone's saying what a good job he did at the role. It's because he was living it. What a douchebag. Yeah, I mean, he was just a fucking natural at being a piece of shit. Um, let me ask you something, though. Were you like, did you like him before this like did you think he was funny or like what were your thoughts on him before this whole scandal i didn't like him i know he's popular right certain circles i think he kind of has like a cult following yeah i got like i never really found him funny like that that's his uh persona that he's built up i always kind of found annoying you know how he does that like annoying accent right he's like kind of does that like dumb goofy guy yeah uh I was never really into it. It just seemed like he was always on. You know, he was just like – it was like something he turned off when people weren't listening to him. So I thought it was – I don't know. I wasn't a big Chris D'Elia fan. Um, you know, it's always weird when, like, this stuff comes out about a famous person because, you know, there are people who are fans and they're like, ah, shit. You know, it's like I don't right. 
you don't know, really know what to do with that. It sucks. But, uh, you know, the guy's a scumbag. But just on top of that, what a moron. I, you know, I wasn't into it. What about you? Were you a fan? No, I mean, a lot of my friends were fans. And I remember in, in Coolidge, um, we would kind of watch some of his stand-up. And I think that's when he started to get popular. And, you know, I think I would just laugh because everyone was laughing, you know, at his right. jokes. But I never really thought they were funny. Like, I was just like, I don't think this is that funny. You know, it's just kind of like Mickey Mouse. Like, it's just really nothing that really appealed to me. And like you said, like, the persona he played, um, I don't think it's really surprising, you know, unfortunately, that right. he's that type of person, just kind of from what he played and just like what he talked about and stuff like that. It was just kind of like, you know, it's it's no surprise whatsoever. And he just was just whatever to me. I didn't really care. And I'm glad he got exposed, man. That shit, there's no place in this world for, for shit like that. Um, and also too, you know, going off scumbags, we don't know how accurate it is, but Ansel Elgort, I don't know how to pronounce this. I don't fucking know. Baby driver. Yeah. Yeah. Baby driver. Um, another person who apparently, um, very similar situation and, um, with an underage girl. And, you know, I think I sent you the article and I, did you get a chance to look at that? Yeah. I looked over, man. It's, it's some pretty hardcore accusations. Yeah. Uh, it's all, you know, it's always interesting when these things happen. It seems, uh, ever since like the Harvey Weinstein stuff, this has been happening in waves. Um, mm. so it's always like crazy. You know, you look at your Twitter when, you know, you wake up and look at Twitter and it's all these famous people trending. You're like, Holy shit. They got a bunch of them. And I, I just, it blows my mind. Uh, one, the amount of scumbags in Hollywood, which I'm sure, you know, it's highlighted because we all care about celebrities and what they're right. up to and things like that. But two, I don't understand. Like if you do something shitty like that, I don't understand how you can like sleep. I would be so anxious that some shit would come out at any moment. I it's, like, it's just, it's fascinating to me. Like that these guys still chase after their fame, even knowing they've done some shitty things in their past. Because like the bigger you get, the more likely someone's going to come forward, you know what I mean, and out you. Um, it's just going to be a bigger fall from grace. So, you know, if those accusations are true on both those guys and Bieber, which we'll talk about, but uh, if those accusations are true, fuck those guys. But like I said, it's crazy that you would still chase after fame knowing what you've done. You know, it's just it's banana land. Yeah, I mean, I think that's it comes with the fame. You almost feel like you're entitled or you have this power, right, because you have money or – you're, you have a Netflix series or, or you're in this movie and you're almost, you think you're a God, but at the end of the day, you, you ain't shit. You know what I mean? You're just, you're just a piece of shit actually, you know, for those people. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, hopefully, you know, this shit stops happening. I mean, it's, it's just, it just gets sad to hear um, things like this, especially with what's going on. You know what I mean? It's, it's just not what we need right now. Um, but right. going into that, let's, let's transition to something that is positive and, you know, something that we're really excited to see is Bubba Wallace and NASCAR, Sam. Yeah. So there was some shitty news for those who don't know already. Go check it out. But, uh, there was a le- Bubba Wallace is a NASCAR racer. Um, he's the only, I believe he's African-American. If I, it's not, if that's not right, let me know. Um, but he's the only African-American NASCAR racer at the moment. Right. And uh, someone found a noose in his garage before the race this week. Um, and, you know, it was actually kind of nice to, to find a silver lining in this fucked up situation is, you know, every, all the NASCAR race, all the drivers and, uh, you know, NASCAR itself all rallied behind him. 
um, to say, you know, this is wrong. And whoever did this, we're going to find you. You're going to be punished severely. And, you know, that's not what we're all about, which for me, you know, I'm a big NASCAR fan growing up. I always was. My dad was too. And I think a lot of people, uh, I think there's a big stereotype over, you know, there's a lot of rednecks. It's probably mm-hmm. a racist sport. Right. Um, you know, Bubba Wallace being the only African-American driver. Uh, and I think this was a good chance for NASCAR to shed that stigma and, you know, keep around the fun rednecks. We don't want the shitty rednecks, you know, who are bringing all the negativity uh, to the sport and to the fun of it. Uh, we want, you know, just the good time of guys. I don't give a fuck what you look like or where you come from. They're just here to have a good time. So, right. you know, it was a fucked up situation. And, I, you know, I do think it's a great uh, it's a great opportunity for NASCAR to rally around, you know, the cause and, you know, really get behind their drivers and show them we're not going to put up with this shit. You know what I mean? We're here to race and we're here to give our audience a great product and we want everyone to have fun um, and we want it to be an inclusive sport, you know? So I think it's a great, it's great. I, overall, I think it was a shitty, a shitty act that spawned something really nice, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I think for myself, I never really found NASCAR appealing, but I'll be honest, like anytime someone says that NASCAR isn't a sport, is a big dummy, right? Like, for, for right. a lot of people, they don't realize how hot it is in that fucking car. Like, it is probably, like, oh, yeah. hun- like, 160 degrees at least. You know what I mean? And you're in that thing for three to four hours. You need to hydrate. Like, it's challenging. Like, can you – like, when I go in – I'm from Jersey. When I make a jug handle or a U-turn at 30 miles per hour, I'm like, whoa, this is a little fast. These guys are going, like – Oh, you're white knuckling, dude. <laughs> yeah. You know, these people are going, like, 160 miles per hour, even faster. You know, so it's a dangerous sport. Um. But it is, you know, sad to see that someone did um, put that put that noose in his in his locker because it's only right now limited access to the drivers and the crews. So it's just sad to see that like something like that would happen. But I mean, the 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 message that they sent by pushing his car to the front and they took the selfie. Everyone wears a mask. Everyone's supporting him. You know, that was powerful. You know, I mean, I'll be honest, that, that made me tear up a little bit because it, it just has a lot of great um, power and, and message during these times. I mean, just for NASCAR to support him being the only African-American driver um, says a lot compared to other sports where a lot of there are a lot of African-Americans playing other sports in other leagues. And they're not doing something as strong as that is just a great shout out and um, kudos to NASCAR. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. And I, you know, I also just keeping the positivity up with the, with the sport of NASCAR, I could not recommend going to see one live. Uh, You know, it's, it's a great experience. It's up there with, you know, hockey. I would say hockey is probably my favorite live sport to watch, but it's definitely up there. Uh, you know, especially now that you know that these guys, they're for all the right stuff. You know, they're, they're trying to shed any stigma that they may have had in the past. Yeah. Uh, dude, going to see one of these races live is the greatest. Uh, you can camp out right outside of the stadium. Right. As cheap as can be. You can bring your own cooler into the into the racetrack with you. Uh, it's just it's just the greatest experience. It's it's exciting. They know how to do it right. I could not recommend it more, especially now if these guys are trying to change the way they operate. Um, I don't know. It's, it's fantastic. I think that what they're doing is great. And if you haven't been to a NASCAR race, do yourself a favor. It's cheap and it's super fucking fun. You're going to have a great time. 
Yeah, I mean, I haven't been. So we'll, we'll do something maybe one day. Lucky listener or lucky follower, me, you, that follower, we'll hit up a NASCAR race. We'll get the barbecue chicken thighs going uh, on the charcoal grill. It'll be a good time. Now we're talking, baby. That sounds great to me. We might have to do it, you know, an annual event. Right. We'll do something at Dover Raceway or something. It'd be, it'd be electric. Yeah, uh, let's do it. Let's set it up. So um, let's keep it hot. You know, we're going to get back into hot takes. Um, we got a couple hot ones today. First one, um, this is something that I hope gets a lot of heat. I hope a lot of people are mad because, like Lizzo said, <laughs> the truth fucking hurts. And Chipotle is so overrated, it is not good. You're an idiot. This is a terrible right. take. <laughs> I, I know. Trust me. Every, the listeners let us know. We already know. But th- fuck it, this is just – sometimes I feel like you're trying to be – you're trying to stir the pot. You know what I mean? Chipotle is perfectly fine. I'm not saying it's the greatest thing of all time, but it's reliable and it's delicious. I get, you know, I don't, I don't appreciate you coming and tainting the bad name of this wonderful restaurant. It's done nothing wrong. They may have had an issue in the past with giving people just horrific stomach issues. <laughs> okay. But I never encountered that problem. I love Chipotle. I think it's reliable. It fills you up for the day. It, it puts me out when I eat one. I got to go take a nap <laughs> afterwards. But I think it's fine just the way it is. It knows its place. You know, it's it's not trying to pretend to be some great thing. It just knows it's going to be there for you. It's reliable. It's comforting food. See, this is what I mean, right? All the things that you're saying, I, I agree with. And the, the issue that I have with Chipotle. Walk it, it back, Kalingo. That's what is, I'm going to call you. Is Walk that, it back, Kalingo. Is that a lot of people think it's so fucking good, and it's not. And it's it's just it's just highly overrated. You know what I mean? And it's just kind of like. Don't say it's the greatest thing ever when it's really not. You know, if people just said it's fine, I, I would have no problem with that. But people are saying, like, this, like people love that shit. And to me, the, the steak gave people problems. And I still think it's, it's not good and it's just, like, oversalted and the queso isn't good. Kidoba is ten times better. You know what I mean? I just feel like I'm just – I don't even know what I'm really eating. The flavor is just, like, I don't know. I don't, it's just not there for me doesn't do anything. And I think the issue you have, it comes down to a fellow supporting fellows problem here. Because if you, you know, I think in every crew, there's probably a guy that's a bit of a picky eater or, you know, he, you know, he doesn't like to expand his horizon. That is and not that's me. The kind of, that is not oh, me. I'm, I'm not, not a picky eater. I'm just, I'm not saying it's you. I just relax. <laughs> but I'm saying there's probably a guy in each crew who's not the greatest eater ever, right? And I think it's up to your, you know, those guys are the people who like Chipotle the best. Like, oh, it's the greatest restaurant I can find, something I can find. You know, though, you need to help your brother expand their horizons. You know what I mean? Take them to a different right. restaurants. Help them, help them understand that Chipotle is fine as long as you know where its place is on your, you know, for what you should be eating. It's not a great restaurant. It's good enough. It'll get the job done when you're in a jam. Um, but just you know, help a brother out if he doesn't, if he thinks that's the greatest place or the best food to hit, you know, expand his horizons, help him yeah, out, okay. show him some other restaurants that he knows that that's just not the case. He just is a bit of a right, picky. Yeah, but going back to Chipotle's overrated is that it's also overly priced, right? You get a, a bowl with steak, you know, you want the chips. Who's not getting the guacamole? You're a little parched. It's a summer. You want a nice Coca-Cola. You know, maybe an iced tea. Like, that shit will run you $14, 15 
for garbage. Brother, they give you like two meals. That shit is a ton. You get yeah. a, you get almost two thousand calories for fourteen dollars. Well, that's a steal. I guess. And also, they use to they nothing wrong with Tabasco. Don't get me wrong. Tabasco is a fine hot sauce. But let's be the honest. Tabasco Chipotle is pretty good. That is very good. That's the only one that I use. Maybe the green one. But they also use a just an average hot sauce. Step it up. Not even Cholulas. Valentinas. Come on. And a pro tip for anybody who does like Chipotle like me, whenever you're there, get the salad dressing on your bowl. It's a game changer. I'm telling you, that shit is delicious. Enhances the whole meal. Maybe that's why NC doesn't like it because he doesn't I get got it right. the salad He gets dressing. a bad order. No. All right. What, what do you get, big guy? What is your go-to Chipotle order? All right, I'm going with a bowl to go. We're hitting it up with a little brown rice, black beans. Then I hop over, get some grilled chicken with uh, the fajita veggies. Then I'm going with the hot, the what's that, John? The hot salsa. Right. Then we're going, I'm trying to remember the order of this. Kern? Then sour, no, no kern. No, 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 no. Then I'm going sour cream, guacamole, salad dressing. Maybe a bag of chips if I'm hungry, if I'm really that hungry. But normally the bowl will hold me over, so I don't bitch about the price because I know I ain't eating the rest of the day. That sounds like a nice date with Mister Squatty Potty. That's what I got to shout say out to Squatty Potty for those who don't have one. <laughs> you need one. Uh, it's fantastic. But so, that's my go-to order, and it's delicious every time. I'm not saying it's the greatest, but it's fine. It's good. It gets the job done. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. You know, we'll agree to disagree here. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll take it to Sam's next hot take. What do you got? This is a, a bold choice of fashion, but I don't hate it. Sam, tell me your next ne- hot take. Next up, this kind of actually goes hand-in-hand hand with uh, your NASCAR experience, if anyone, any of our listeners decide to go, is jorts. Uh, now, I've always been a fan of jorts. I have some electric photos of me as a child rocking uh, store-bought jorts. But I recently made my own pair, and I think that jorts should be making a comeback. I, you know, I made my own pair. I looked pretty nice in it. Rocked it last summer during the few times that I, I decreed were allowed to wear shorts. And I don't think it's a bad look. I think there's a there's an art to pulling off a nice pair of shorts. You know, maybe a pocket tee on top, a nice nice hat, or just you know, if you got a new cut, rocking the new cut, and you know, a nice pair of summer shoes. Maybe white Ultra Boost. Who knows? Maybe some floppers. Whatever feels right. But Fox. I think George are making a comeback. Yeah, oh, well, of course. Come on. That's what that's for the NASCAR race, homie. Uh, and I, I just think they're making a comeback. I think everyone likes to knock them, but I think they're in. You know, for once, I agree. Do I – back in the day as a child, I had jorts. I never had a problem with jorts. You know, Ma was styling me up with, the, you know, the fresh summer gear. So she has right. uh, good taste. Um, as I got older, I think I kind of strayed away. And then as a, as, a, as a young man currently, I think I'm back into George. Currently, I do not own a pair of George, but have been pretty much online shopping instead of doing my actual job um, and looking nice. for George. Are you, would you say, like, what shade do you prefer? Is it all, you know, certain ones that I should look into? I think the light wash is the better look if you're gonna ask me uh, right. but you can pull off you know i would say like the rig the classic traditional like denim look uh-huh. that you know that like solid navy blue almost right um but i would always i say the lighter the better but yep. i would offer some re- some advice to everyone listening 
here's what you got to do. You I think everyone's got that shitty pair of jeans in their closet. They haven't worn it forever, but they're not quite ready to let them go. Give, use those as your trial jorts, right? Take those off. And here's the advice. Take a ruler or a me what, any measuring tool you have and start at the inseam, the crotch, where everything meets. Work your way down. Get uh, like a seven and a half and start your cut there. You can always take more off. You cannot put more on. So start at seven and a half. Try those puppies on. Strut around. Feel good about yourself. See how you're feeling. Make sure you're going above the kneecap. You know, cut cut as you desire until you find the length that you want. Um, but give them a try. You know, let your let your crew know you're trying something new. Don't be that you know Joey Bag of Donuts who's wearing the same thing as everyone else in his friend group. Yeah, um, I would say that I'm a fan of lighter wash jeans i want to know would you make like distressed jeans or cut holes in your jeans because i do see that it is very popular and i do like that with regular jeans nothing too outlandish or too banana lands where it's like jesus christ what did you do an arts and crafts with those jeans you know a couple right. of holes you know kind of a little distress would you say that's okay with george too or are you just rocking them as is so i think that's about knowing yourself Right? right. Look yourself in the mirror long and hard and ask yourself, can I pull this off? Now, me personally, I can't really rock the distressed look. I, uh, it's something about who I am. You know, my aesthetic, it doesn't work for me. If I rock a distressed look, I look like a fucking idiot. You, on the other hand, can pull it off. So, I, like I said, it, you're going to all have to take a hard look in the mirror and, you know, ask yourself, can I do this? Will I look like a fucking idiot? If you're unsure, give it a try and see how you feel. But don't be the one, don't be the guy that tries to be something they're not. I've tried the distressed look. It is not me. I look horrific, but NC can pull it off just fine. And I think there's an art to it. I think, right. you know, you got to look up some stuff online, go on Pinterest or Instagram, find some looks that you like and try to imitate those. There you have it, baby. Jorts are in, you know, summer may be, you know, delayed, but don't let that get to you. Still pull off some fire fits. Start it right with the jorts. So our last and it's a tip of the cap. Hang on one second. And it's a tip of the cap to pants because if you're rocking jorts, that just means they used to be jeans, which covered up your ugly ass shins. I have shin splints currently. Let me tell you, I'm in pain, but that's a different story for another day. <laughs> so our last hot take, I think, is actually pretty relevant in uh, today's society with millennials. Maybe not so much boomers. But we're going, cut the cord, say no to cable. Sam, you know, why don't you tell the fans what, why you said this? So, one, I, I just recently helped my parents make the transition to get, uh, you know, like an Amazon Fire Stick on their TV at home. Right. Um, and it was, you know, what it was incredibly difficult. I try. You know, it was you a know, very difficult process. Sam is the them. favorite son of – his family for those who don't know oh, without a doubt uh you know i'm a day one a one since day one uh you know greatest son to ever do it but you know i recently tried to help them switch over to the amazon fire stick life and it was a very hard transition it was you know difficult to show them that this is the way to go um and your cable bill is something of the past i also have a couple of friends our age who are still using their cable package i think this is absolutely fucking insane you know, you, you buy thousands of channels. You don't use any of them except maybe three or four. Get the fucking Roku, the Fire Stick, the Apple TV. I don't care which one of those you go with. Just ditch the cable box. You know, pay for what you use. 
and I'm not saying you're really going to save much money. It's pro- at the end of the year, it probably all comes out to more or less the same shit. But at least you're whatever, everything you're paying for, you're using, right? Instead of with this big-ass fucking cable box that I got to hide underneath my TV somewhere, I, now I got this plug-in little Roku, John, little Amazon Fire Stick. I just plug it into the back of my TV. No mm-hmm. one can see it. It looks cleaner. I'm paying for what I use. I, you know, I also have access to anything I want. I just type in the search bar. I can find it. I can buy it. I can download the app. I can do whatever. Um, so super easy to use, more access to shit, and I'm not paying for things I'm not using. Yeah, I mean, I think that makes logical sense. Um, I wouldn't say I'm as extreme as Sam when it comes to no cable completely. I do have internet. Um, I'm not a caveman, but I, I do use Hulu Live. So I don't use like Comcast or Verizon um, cable. Because right. like Sam said, it's just like a 20-pound block that is just like protruding in your living room. Um, so it's just in the way and it's just like, why pay for so much more when, when you don't need everything? Like Sam pointed out, um, with Hulu live, you know, I, I do get pretty much the sports channels. I get ABC and, uh, NBC, CBS, the local stuff, food network, everything that I pretty much do need. Um, I do get that and I save money and it's, it's just easy because most TVs are smart TVs now. So there's no reason why you should have this ugly ass cable box in your living room. And then six months down the road, you're going to have to pay like a $20, $30 upgrade fee or whatever. You know, you just don't know what you're really paying for. A lot of times these, uh, you know, YouTube TV, Hulu live TV, they all just have one price. You know what you're getting. It's, it's just the basics. Uh, so do yourself a favor and at least start with that. Right. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, if there's an issue at the cable box, you got to call a customer service. They got to send a fucking rep out. Oh, something's wrong with your box. We got to order you a new one. Got to wait two days for the new fucking box. I don't have TV for a whole fucking week. That None of that shit happens with the Amazon Fire Stick or the Roku. Make your life easier. And everyone always says, well, I'm worried about the live sports. I'm worried about this. Go buy an app. You know, you can buy an app for like three, four months at a time cancel it when the sport you're watching is over or just get something get an annual subscription to one of the sports apps it's not that hard everyone likes to make it so damn difficult on themselves cut the cord move on yeah absolutely i think you know that was one of the biggest challenges um when i first moved in um to one of my new to my old spots is that i wanted to cut the cord um just because i was paying like 150 bucks 170 dollars for fucking tv and cable for what and if I, if I made the switch to Hulu Live TV, I was saving like $50 a month. And yeah, like sometimes it does, um, is like two, three seconds delay, but at, at, the, at most it's nothing crazy. It's fine. And you get everything you need. There is no problem with live sports. Stop, stop being a boomer. Cut that shit out and make yourself, make your life easier. I agree. Couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you for the, the forum to speak and see what do you got for us next baby so we're keeping it rolling we got our next segment we got rough tough or enough you know first first topic that we want to say is a dessert some may have heard of it some may even have it i think um you know we're uh, we're excited to to bring this upon to listeners um and where is mochi sam actually 
just put me on mochi. I've heard of it. I think I've had maybe a couple before, but recently um, we had our first annual stone, uh, our first annual hot takes and hot cakes retreat down in Stone Harbor, New Jersey, where we did a little brainstorming, got together, um, made some future plans, um, and I had one. And Sam, let me tell you, mochi is fucking tough. It, it might be top oh. three dessert. I, I might say something that crazy. It's that fucking good. It's delicious. And it was perfect timing because only a few days before you and me indulged in some mochi, we had talked about it briefly and you weren't overly enthused about it. Uh, you know, you were like, eh, it's fine, I guess. You know, it's something that you eat at the end of dinner. If you're at a restaurant that has it, it's normally like whatever. But, you know, after about one too many beers, I whipped one out for NC and the guy fell in love. It was a beautiful thing to watch. Uh, and I couldn't agree more. It's one of the greatest desserts ever. You can keep it in your freezer, you know, during the week. If you need a little something a little sweet, but you don't want to overindulge, pop a little mochi in. Mochi in. A little mochi. A little mochi in. It's fucking delicious. They got all kinds of great flavors. For those who don't know what it is, it's like ice cream packed inside. What is it? It's like rice dough, I think it's called, right? Yeah, I think so. I believe so. Some type yeah, of Yeah, it's rice. like a rice dough. If that's not right, someone, you know, check us. But it's like a dough, and it's kind of got like this nice flour on the outside. It's just a fantastic fusion of textures and just amazing flavors. Um, and like I said, it's hard to overindulge on because you just pop one in your mouth. You say, all right, I'm done. I'm going to bed. I don't need any more. Um, instead of, you know, crushing a pint of Halo Top or Ben & Jerry's and going, why do I do this to myself? and looking in the mirror in your distressed jeans that you can't wear, wondering who you are. <laughs> you know, that is, that is very true. I think one of the parts that I really like about mochi is that it's mobile. You know what I mean? You go to the oh, freezer. Yeah. Sometimes when you get that Ben and Jerry's or you get the Hagen dust caramel cone, I know that's a very popular flavor right now. You know, you got to carry a spoon. You got to carry the whole pint of ice cream. And then once you're done, you know, unless you're a fucking psychopath and just leave it in your room overnight, you know, you got to go back down the stairs. You got to wash the spoon. You got to take it out. Mochi. You take three, put it in your hand, and it's you. You can you can take it anywhere. It's you can pop it in the bed. You can pop it in the living room. Wherever you want to pop a mochi, pop that shit up. Oh yeah, it's the only six pack I'm showing up with this summer. You know what I mean? It's because I ain't got any on the belly. You know I don't have any beers in the fridge. But you know I always keep that six pack of mochi on. And like you said. You know, if you're cruising through some Ben and Jerry's, it kind of gets sloppy. Like, you almost inevitably are going to end up with some sticky fingers. You know, you're <laughs> sitting on your couch like, God damn it. I can't touch my fucking Roku remote now because I got Ben and Jerry fingers. I got BJ fingers. Not to be confused with anything else. And you, you know what I mean? So, with the mochi, easy to – that's right. Easy to transport. You know, you're delicious to eat. Um, and a great little, like, weekday snack. Or, you know, something to, something to uh, go crazy over on the weekend. Would recommend Very Tooth. Everyone go check them out. Um, especially, I think the brand we had was called My Mochi. And we, I think I got it at Safeway. So go check that out um, if you're looking for what we've been eating. I also heard that Trader Joe's has pretty good ones. But I haven't had theirs. Yes, Trader Joe's. Very good. I can vouch for that. One last thing about the mochi. Mango flavor. You know, don't be a jabroni and say, oh, I don't know if I like mango. You like fucking mango. You know, expand your palate. Try something new. Get the mango mochi. Anyone also listening who's already a mochi connoisseur, please let Sam and I know if we need to try any other flavors or any other brands. We're always down to mochi. 
Maybe it'll be on the next snacking off. We'll go yeah. with a nice green tea or ube or something. Oh man, ube mochi that might be that might be the toughest. I think so. That might be it. That's it, Chief. Uh, so, switching off mochi, um, our next topic is going to be outdoor dining. You know, restaurants are opening back up, which is really good for local business. And you know, you've been listening uh, to Sam and I. You can you can tell that we are food guys. You know what I mean? We we like to do that. So Sam, why don't you give your opinion on outdoor dining currently? Yeah, so obviously the restaurant scene is, you know, they're having to adapt, you know, with what's going on with the coronavirus situation. Uh and down here in Maryland, we're in I guess they're calling it like phase two. I don't you know, I don't yeah, I think yellow, yellow phase yeah, in some other yeah. places. Yeah. Um and so restaurants are allowed to do, I think, like 25% capacity indoors, and they're allowed to open up outdoor seating. So uh, I live in a cool area. It's like, uh, it's I don't know what you'd call it. It's like basically a town built for millennials. You know, it's it's got an apartment complexes built on top of like every store and restaurant you could need, so you don't need to really leave. Um, and they actually did a cool thing. They closed down traffic to like the downtown, the main street area. Right. And they put uh, the city put tables out in the streets and the sidewalks that the restaurants can use. Uh, and I used this on Sunday. And let me tell you, it was wonderful. Uh, you know, with all the bad shit we got going on, it felt really nice to be out and feel semi-normal. You know, there were people out and about. Everyone was very socially distant. People were wearing their masks, you know, when necessary. Um, but it was since like the street was all open to people kind of felt like things weren't all that bad for a little bit. Uh, and I found it really pleasant. Now it, it, the service wasn't all that great. Um, but I will give a, I will give our waitress a shout out because she did warn us. She said, Hey, we can't get all of our staff back into work. You know, we're trying to figure out what to do now. So sorry for the wait, blah, 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 yada, yada. Um, but Overall, I've, I've really enjoyed it. I, I think, like, it's nice to see these restaurants opening back up and being able to earn money again. Um, and, you know, I, overall, I thought it was very pleasant, especially now we're in the summer, the weather's nice and all that. You know, I'm glad um, you had a good experience. You know, I think the idea is great. You know, I'm, I'm all for supporting businesses opening back up during these times. It's not been easy whatsoever. Um, but... For me, I'm going to say it's a little rough currently because, you know, I try to be an okay son. I took – Here uh, comes the curmudgeon. I, I took my parents out to um, dinner, and we went to this place who usually doesn't do outdoor seating, and this was probably the issue, is that they were new to the whole process. Um, there was a problem with um, – how they were seating people where you would give the phone number and then they would text you, Hey, your table is ready in 30 to 35 minutes. But apparently the system was down. Another lady was yelling at another man because he got seated first, but she was there first. And then this huge line behind me, seven to eight people just started to kind of heckle and be like, Oh, what's going on? Why is it taking so long? And this girl, you know, God bless her soul, just mouth open the whole time. Not sure what to do. And just made people wait, you know, 10 of us in the back of the line trying to figure out what's going on when it easily could have been addressed like, hey, you know, I'm sorry, there's an issue with our system and seating. We're happy you guys could be here. Can you just give me five minutes and we'll get to we'll get you guys all squared up and settled up, you know, like like what your waitress did. You know, what I mean, she preempted you guys. Hey, the service is slow. You know, I think that's why I had such a tough, such a tough experience with it. T-O-U-G-H. 
um, was because it was just all over the place. Like, it's like, it's not that fucking hard. You know, you have, you, you have a game plan. This is how it's going to go. But I think a lot of restaurants may not be ready for outdoor dining. And I think that's why I'm a little jaded. Well, for, for those who have been listening and haven't figured it out already, Nino's got a bit of a temper that comes out sometimes. So we got to keep No, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I'm the nice I'm one. I'm sure. Yeah. Listen, I, now is the time we need to be patient with our service staff. You know, those guys have been getting just dragged through the mud the past three months uh, trying to, you know, earn, earn a paycheck figuring out can we work can we not work i think now's a very hard time to be uh you know figure now's a hard time to be in that industry so you know i understand it's frustrating we got to be a little forgiving we got to understand they're trying to figure it out as they go to hopefully you know they'll hear some of this feedback um you know they'll they'll figure out how to adjust and improve as you know they continue doing something they're not used to doing you know outdoor dining and take out carry out and stuff so you know Listen, NC, I know you're fired up. Just cool it down a little bit. Hey, have some understanding. Some I have some understanding, right? But like I said, you know, all you have to do is just do a little preempt and say, hey, sorry for the wait, right? But that didn't happen. But I'll leave it at that. You know, it is busy. They are doing their best. But at the same time, have some fucking awareness. Speak up. Do the right thing. It's not that difficult. If you say it at least, people can handle the truth, but they can't handle surprises. That's what I'll leave it at. Yeah. That's, that's a good – that's a nice little quote to end that little segment on. What do you got for us next, baby? Another fashion item that is tearing up the summer, um, and it is for both the fellas and the ladies. And this fashion item is Birkenstocks. Sam, why don't you tell the fans what you, <laughs> what you think about Birkenstocks, but I think you're, ooh, really just so, told everyone. <laughs> so – uh, you, when you and me were doing a little brainstorming session trying to figure out what we should talk about uh, for for this segment, I mentioned Birkenstocks, and you kind of you gave me a heat check at first, and you're like, well, girls wear them. I think they look nice. And my issue is with the fellas that rock these. I Listen, I, you know, wear what you want to wear. If you feel comfortable in it, fine. But I will roast your ass if it looks terrible. For all the fellas who wear Birkenstocks out there, you look fucking terrible. Uh, I'm sorry. I hate to be the one to break the news to you. Do you want to mention anyone in particular? Yeah, shout out to Land Falco. You know, I love you, buddy. But Jesus, those are terrible shoes. But, uh, I mean, here's the thing. Those shoes died with Jesus. No one else has worn those since then for good reason. They are not fashionable. They resurrect on Easter Sunday. That's a terrible-ass fucking shoe. Why wear those where you could buy a nice pair of Crocs, you know what I mean, that matches with your jorts? I just don't understand it. Like, you know, I've seen the trend catching on over the past however long, four years almost now, it feels like five years. And I don't understand it. I've tried to pair on myself. And I, I, you know, I started gagging in the shoe store. I'm like, this is so terrible. No girl will ever look at me with these shoes on because they're awful. So I could not recommend, uh, I could not recommend Birkenstocks less. It's a fucking horrific shoe. I don't understand people who wear them. I, you know, I got nothing but love for you. And I'm always trying to keep, the listeners improving, I, you know, I just, I can't accept this. This is not good. And if you wear them, it's okay. Just let's try to find a different situation. They make flip-flops, you know, that have been around for longer and look better. We can make that change. That would be nice. That's acceptable. Or get a nice pair of Adidas slides, whatever you want. Yeah. Just go through the Birkenstocks. 
you know, I'm on Birkenstocks right now. I don't think um, I I don't, I don't think males could pull it off. If I do see anyone that is wearing them that is a fella, I'm usually I don't know. I'm just confused. I just I don't see why people would wear them. Um, and they're pretty fucking expensive from what I see. Like I see a couple. Wow, there's a fucking creamsicle orange one. Kind of tooth. That's no, that is not tooth. <laughs> it looks that like is not tooth at all. But what I'm looking on that the website, terrible. most of these Johns are over $100, which like if they were as cheap as Crocs, sure, I get it, right? But when you're spending at least $110 to $135 for these Jesus-looking-ass fucking sandals, I don't fucking get it, man. Like you could use that money to get a nice pair of floppers. You could get a pair of Crocs. And probably still have leftover money to buy the pretty lady a drink next to you. But you're not buying anyone a fucking drink when you got these fucking sandals on. And it just, I don't, I just don't get it. I don't have anything really else to say because I'm just perplexed on the the shoe itself. What is this thing? No, what you should do is take that money, go buy yourself a mirror instead and look at it long and hard to try to figure out why am I like this? That's the only thing you should be using your Birkenstock money for. Plain and simple, folks. No Birkenstocks. Go buy yourself a pair of Crocs instead or any other option we've discussed on this show. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there is. I think every shoe is fine besides the Birkenstock. Like, I'm still looking at the website as we speak, and I just I don't get it. And people look really weird in them, and I don't know. If Even if you have to go sandals, like, you know, like, Go with, like, the old-school Tevas. You ever seen those? I mean, I had a pair. Yeah, like, those are even – they look better than fucking Birkenstocks. You know what I mean? Like, there's uh, – the sandals are a dorky shoe, no matter what. Like, they're going to look goofy. But if you're going to buy a goofy-ass sandal, at least buy one that doesn't look as ridiculous as the goddamn Birkenstock. They – yeah, I mean, these look like, like you said, like Jesus and his 12 apostles worn. And I think That's what I'm saying. And I went into this topic saying, like, all right, we got, we got to love the listeners because there's probably people who, who wear the Birkenstocks. But now I'm kind of angry. I'm a little upset with people who wear Birkenstocks right now. And I, it's, it's a problem. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. Even on the ladies, I think, you know, it's probably more acceptable. But I'm, I don't really think they're that attractive for ladies either. Yeah, it's, it's just not a great shoe. If you're a fella strolling around in Birkenstocks, you know what it says to me? I quit. I give up. That's what it says. I roll over and let life take me where it needs to. I don't love myself don't enough. Don't be that guy. Yeah, exactly. That's literally what it says. I hate me. And that that's not the that's not the Ten Commandments of the fella supporting fellas. And I mean, invest in yourself. You gotta love yourself. Yeah, you're walking around like that, looking like Joey Bag of Donuts. People are gonna know. They're gonna get that energy from you and. Get the hell away from you. I don't think even Joey Bag of Donuts would wear these, bro. I think it's that bad. That's probably Joey Bag of Day Old Bagels. That's who that guy is. Yeah. On that note, that concludes our rough, tough, nuff segment. And, Sam, who is your shout-out of the week going to? Uh, My shout-out of the week, a little random, but I've been craving it recently, is frozen yogurt. Kind of like the the unsung hero of the, the frozen dairy world. Ice cream gets a lot of love this time of year. Right. But, you know, people have kind of moved past. It almost feels like the trend of frozen yogurt. But I've been jonesing for some recently, so I'm giving it my shout-out this week. 
Uh, I've been craving it, and I think it's delicious. So, you know, someone go out, send me a pic of your finest frozen yogurt. Give me some motivation and go get off my ass and go get some. Yeah, I, I don't really know what happened to frozen yogurt. I feel like in high school, um, back in yeah. the day, it was popular, and it was like a if you had a Jif or a Biff at that time, that feels yeah. like a lot of places that you would go, you know, after school, get a little frozen yeah, yogurt. Yeah, it was like the move. What are, what are your, before we end, you know, this discussion, what is your kind of go-to order when it comes to oh. Froyo? So I like to go with like the plain or a vanilla Froyo. Right. And I, I like yeah. to keep the flavors light. Like I like a lot of coconut in there. Maybe I'll throw some kind of, you know, nuts if they have them available. Right. Um, I almost go for like, what's that, John? Uh, an almond joy that's got the yeah. chocolate. And, and the coconut. Yeah. Yeah, kind of almost imitate an almond joy, and it's mm -hmm. kind of it's basic. It doesn't have a lot to it, but it's one of the little pleasures in my life that I enjoy. But like you said, it has it's fallen off the wagon. It was a big deal in high school, and now people don't seem to give it as much love. Now the fucking roller ice cream is all in. Which roller we'll ice cream about. is dog shit. I will talk about it on another episode. I just that I, that occurred to me while I was going on this little rant. But yes, it is dog shit, and it's put, it's boxing out all my wonderful frozen yogurt spots, and I'm kind of pissed about it. It's kind of pissed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Um, pretty healthy for for Sam. I'm kind of the opposite. I I do like vanilla, um, frozen yogurt, but I'm loading that shit with the worst possible things that you could have: whipped cream, those like or uh, chocolate cookie crunches. Or those crumbles, oh, yeah, those are probably some good. cookie dough. You know, I'll be a little healthy. I'll throw strawberries. But the most important oh, wow. topic or top topping are gummy bears or gummy frogs or both. I don't know. But that's what you got to get. Cold gummy bears are kind of too. I like those a lot. They're not bad. So there you have it. That is Sam. Shout out to the week. Stay woke on the frozen yogurt. As for myself, um, my shout-out uh, shout of the week goes to Natasha Cloud. Um, for those who don't know, um, she went to St. Joe's. Um, she is currently in the WNBA. Last summer, she actually became a champion as the Washington Mystics won a championship. Shout-out um, to Atlanta Deladon. Yep. So for her, the reason why she is my shout-out um, she actually just announced earlier today that she is not going to be playing this season in the WNBA to stand up for social reform and with what's going on. So I really respect that. Um, I think, you know, as athletes, there is a platform that they have to inspire. And it's not an easy decision just because of, you know, salary and, you know, this is something that you've done for all of your life. But, you know, during these times, I think it says a lot about her character and um, her feelings towards making this um, better and fixing and creating change in the world. So it, it's just really cool to see someone like that, that we went to school with, and, and that is a winner at all levels, is continuing to make a world a better place. So that is my shout out of the week, Sam. Shout out to her doing, you know, using her platform to try to make some change. That's the way, uh, you know, it should be done. Uh, not that every athlete has to do that, but like figuring out a way to to leverage your following to do something good in the world, right? Um, so shout out to her. That's the way it should. That's the way to do it. You know, what I mean, that's that's a that's leadership. So that's a big week for her. Hundo P. So 
That concludes our seventh episode of Hot Takes and Hot Cakes. That's all we got. You don't got to stay here. You don't, you don't got to leave, but you got to get the hell out of here. That's it, folks. See you later, Griddle Gang. That's all, folks. Sereno, de hombre moreno, de pelo enredado, así conmigo.